Order. Welcome everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, and our first item under call to order would be recognizing alternates. Yeah, we've got a few tonight. Uh, Eric Sittig is here for Chris Hoffman of North Liberty. Thank you. And Keith Jones is here for Lori Goodrich of Coralville. And thanks and welcome to you, Keith. You bet. Thank you. <coughs> All right. The next item is considering approval of the meeting minutes. Um, do I have a motion for that? So moved. Second. <laughs> Was someone seconded? Oh, Janice. Okay. Uh, all those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes. And the next item would be setting the board meeting date, time, and location. Looks like uh, the meeting date will be September 21st. Yeah, we'll, we'll shoot for September 21st. Um, Tentatively, uh, we always hold our meetings at 4.30 on Wednesdays, so we'll stick with that. And then um, we've started, as you noticed, our rotation again, which we were doing pre-pandemic. Uh, so I think we'll just stick with that and start rotating uh, between the communities again. Okay. And thanks to Coralville for having us tonight. Item number two is public discussion of any item not on the agenda. Anyone wish to speak from the public? All right. Item three is administration, which is a public hearing. The first item is public hearing and consideration of a resolution adopting a revised MPOJC public participation plan. Yeah, thanks again, everyone, for coming. Uh, Kent Ralston, executive director. Um, the public participation plan is obviously a document designed uh, to formalize the public input process used by MPOs, and it's no different for us. Um, each major planning uh, document that we have then is included in the public participation plan and it spells out how we move forward with our public participation. Uh, we last adopted our public participation plan back in 2017 coincident with our long range plan, uh, which we adopted five years ago. Um, and federal guidelines recommend that we update that coincident with our long range plan. So we did back in 2017 and then at the board's meeting uh, back in May, you all adopted our most recently uh, adopted long range plan. So again, it's just time for us to, to move forward with that. Uh, in your packets, uh, I attach the draft plan, which is consistent with state and federal guidelines. Um, it formalizes the planning policies used by MPO, uh, JC, and encourages public participation. And then of course, communication with our member communities. Uh, the adopted plan will be incorporated into future transportation improvement programs uh, as is required. And then, of course, it's available on our website at mpojc.org. Uh, as required, we published a 45-day notice uh, regarding the plan update. And to uh, date, we have not received any public comment on the plan. Uh, however, uh, through some of the conversation you all had at your meeting back in May, uh, we did include a couple items um, in the draft. Uh, we added the Coralville Planning and Zoning Commission and Iowa City Climate Action Committees in part of our public outreach uh, for organizations. And then we also had a discussion internally um, about also publishing our notice uh, for public hearings in the Gazette. So currently we do that in the, in the Press Citizen, um, and that's something the board, I think, desired at your last meeting. So I think so far as resources allow, we'll go ahead and start publishing those in the Gazette as well, uh, try and get a little bit more readership. And then also, We've had a social media component that's sort of ever-changing uh, as social media changes that we've been using for our documents, but we went ahead and sort of documented uh, the different planning processes we would use that for in the plan as well. So we didn't identify which 
social media just because it changes so quickly and, and we want to stay on top of that, but uh, we did identify that specifically in the plan. So those are the changes we made uh, since the last time you guys saw the plan. And that said, unless there's any questions about the public participation plan that's attached in your packets, uh, I turn it back over to the chair uh, to open the public hearing. All right, I officially open the public hearing. Is there anyone from the public who would like to speak? Hearing no one, I'll close the public hearing and uh, consider a resolution adopting the revised MPOJC public participation plan. So moved. Second. Take any, any discussion on this item? I just wanted to mention that, you know, we, like a lot of organizations, struggle to get public participation. So I think the changes we made are positive. Um, you know, we don't always wait for a new public participation plan to come before you to try and do new things either. Um, so we do our best. Uh, our public participation is pretty limited, as you can sort of see tonight. It wasn't the most uh, interesting agenda. Um, but we do our best. So we won't wait for uh, anything formal if we see things that we can do to try and get more public input. Great. Thanks, Kent. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes. Item number 4A, public hearing and consideration of an amendment to the fiscal year 22-25 MPOJC Transportation Improvement Program, amending the program year and funding federal funding amount for the I-80 First Avenue Interchange Project in Coralville. Yeah, thanks. So as many of you will remember, our transportation improvement program is the programming document for all surface transportation uh, projects in our area, including street and highway, transit, rail, bicycle, uh, and pedestrian projects. Um, the MPO submits the TIP annually to the Department of Transportation to document the status of local transportation projects, as I just mentioned. Uh, most importantly, to utilize federal funds, projects have to be in our transportation improvement program. Uh, that also includes things uh, like interchange improvements for the DOT. Uh, that said, the DOT has requested an amendment to the adopted plan. So this is the FY22 to FY25 plan that we're currently working on. This works on federal fiscal year. So we're in the 22 plan out until October 1st of this year. Um, the Iowa DOT would like to let the Coralville First Avenue and interchange, excuse me, First Avenue Interstate 80 project in August. So to do, to do that, they needed to make this change to our plan. So in your packet, you'll see um, the amendment itself. Uh, you'll see the current project funding amount and year for the project uh, are both in FY23, and it's about a $22 million total project, and then about $20 million in federal aid. The amendment they would like to make is to actually move that down into FY22, um, and the project cost increased about $10 million, but that's a little bit misleading because what was in the TIP 423 didn't include Coralville's uh, funding. So it just showed what the DOT amount was. So it's not actually that big of an increase in the project cost. It's just amount of getting the, the Coralville amount of funding in there as well. Um, and then it also, it also shows in FY22 about $25 million in federal aid. Uh, Coralville and the DOT were awarded a 20 million, it was a little bit over $20 million uh, build grant. So the Better Utilizing Investment to Leverage Development grant a while back. So that's also why the federal funding that's in the project increased just a little bit. So in essence, we're just shifting that project from 23 into 22 so that they can let that this August instead of waiting until um, later in the fall. 
I'm happy to answer any questions you have. Kathy Cutler from the DOT is also here, and I'm sure she could uh, weigh in as well. Any questions for anyone? All right. This uh, is a public hearing. Is there anyone from the public who would like to speak on this item? Close the public hearing and uh, entertain a motion to consider the amendment to the fiscal year 2022-25 MPOJC Transportation Improvement Program. Second. Any discussion? Uh, just a quick question. Based on some of the prices we're seeing on projects coming into the university much higher than I than expected, probably your cities are doing the same thing, would DOT have to come back and amend the plan again, let's say, if it comes in 30 40% over the estimated bid? They would. Correct. Yep. So the, when the letting goes out in August, yeah. So if it comes back, um, there's a, there's a, there is a policy on how much, but yeah, certainly if it comes in a million to two million dollars over, they're going to have to come back and amend it okay. again. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yep. That has been happening, as, as I think you know, yes. but um, a lot of projects in our urban area have been coming in way over, way over budget, way over the, the engineer's estimate, and we've actually had to reject quite a few uh, in the metro area in recent history. You can see how it puts best laid plans at, you know, at risk, and it just right. it, yeah, changes the course. Thank you. Any other discussion? If not, I'd entertain a motion. Did yeah, really we did. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we did. Okay. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes. The uh, next item 4B is the public hearing and consideration of resolutions of adoption and certification for the fiscal year 23-26 MPOJC Transportation Improvement Program. Yeah, thanks. So not to be confused with the last item, which was an amendment to the 22 to 25 TIP, uh, this is actually approval of our next TIP. So our new, new TIP that starts in October, uh, October 1st of this year, uh, F federal fiscal 23. Um, the TIP, as I'd mentioned, includes, uh, or excuse me, the TIP has been updated to reflect the recent programming of projects through federal FY26. Um, and we had mentioned this at a previous meeting, but I think it's worth mentioning again that in, out in FY26, uh, it includes a few new projects. One is the North Liberty Ranshaw Way reconstruction project uh, for about 2.9 million, and these are the funds that were awarded two years ago uh, by this board. Um, and then it also includes Iowa City's Highway 6 trail project for $520,000. Uh, also included is $60,000 for payment data collection, and that's something that this board discussed uh, uh, basically opting into the DOT program for that, um, that data collection. The TIP also includes uh, 5307 operating funds approved by this board back in January. Uh, so those are operating funds for University of Iowa CAN bus, for Iowa City Transit, as well as Coralville Transit. Um, and again, those were funds that were already allocated. This is just taking those and putting them under this, uh, this transportation improvement program, which makes them eligible to actually draw down those funds. Uh, also included in the TIP are projects out of the program of projects for those three systems, again, CAN bus, Iowa City uh, Transit, and Corville Transit, and those were approved by this board back in April. So again, just taking that other set of uh, items and putting them uh, under one cover. Uh, the program of projects includes things like facility needs, so either facility up, uh, upgrades or new facilities, uh, in the case of several of our organizations. 
uh, new buses, replacement buses, uh, facility needs, things like big tools and equipment and that sort of thing. Um, the since we had talked about this uh, at your last meeting, the document was published for public comment and the Iowa DOT submitted a few non-substantive uh, changes um, that have been incorporated. And to date, we did receive one email from uh, uh, Mr. Jacob Elon uh, with comments regarding the transportation, regarding general transportation issues in the urban area, but really didn't comment on any actual projects in the plan. So that email is included in your packet, but it's more broad in, in scope. And unless there's any questions about the TIP, again, I would turn it over to the chair to open the public hearing. Any questions for Ken? I'm going to open the public hearing. Is there anyone from the public who would like to speak? I don't think anyone has suddenly shown up. So I'm going to close the public hearing and uh, entertain a motion on this item to um, Consider the resolutions of adoption and certification of the FY23-26 MPOJC Transportation Improvement Program. Do I have a motion? So moved. Second. Taylor. Any discussion? I do want to say I appreciated uh, Jacob Elam's uh, letter. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very thoughtful. Um, some of the items he included in this list are, are ones that we have in our future uh, kind of future discussion of our strategic plan some of the items we mentioned were, will be something we'll consider yeah I agree and I had actually um, we had gotten back to, to the gentleman and we had said basically as much he was asking if he should be here tonight to, to discuss it and I said well and we explained how the TIP works and the projects really the funding is already for the most part been allocated but we did tell him that uh, this fall would be starting our funding process again and that's really the time to talk about new projects and, and uh, goals that you might have do, do you know where he lives, Kent? I didn't see any address. Um, I don't recall. This is professional. I was trying to think if it was in the, yeah, no, he didn't include his, yeah. I don't think he included his address. Okay. All right, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes. The next item of 4-3 is the consider a resolution adopting the fiscal year 23-26 transportation improvement program for the Iowa City urbanized area and authorizing the MPO chairperson to sign as associated documents contained therein. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially just another resolution that we have to have. So same purpose, it's for the TIP, um, nothing new to add there, it's just a separate resolution that we have to include. I will entertain a motion on that. So moved. Any discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? Motion passes. The, uh, where are we here? <laughs> Is it um, four? Four C, I believe. Four C, okay. Okay, four C. Consider approval of staff authorization to execute actions on behalf of the MPOJC for Federal Transit Administration. Yeah, this item is really simple. It's just a bit of housekeeping for the most part. 
Uh, back in May of 2018, this board approved cooperative agreements on behalf of Coralville Transit, Iowa City Transit, and the University of Iowa Canbus, uh, basically clarifying MPO JC standing as the designated recipient of 5307 funds. So we as an organization, uh, if you recall, get the 5307 operating funds for those three agencies, and then we allocate them back out to, to those same three agencies. Um, the agreements that we signed back in 2018 identify mutual responsibilities to completed by MPO staff and then, of course, the, the responsibilities that will be undertaken by the transit agencies. And as part of those cooperative agreements, it authorizes a specific staff person uh, from the MPO to execute mm -hmm. Section 5307 operating grants and basically work through that process with the FTA. Uh, with, re with recent staffing changes, with Frank Wayseth leaving uh, the MPO and Hannah Neal replacing him, uh, we will need to name Hannah Neal as the new authorized designee, and then as such, uh, she can again work with the FTA and, and get those grants uh, completed for those three agencies. So unless there's any questions, uh, we just ask you to please consider the approval of that change. Any questions on this? Uh, entertain a motion. So moved. Second. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? Motion passes. Item 4D, uh, discussion regarding Crandic passenger rail and potential next steps. Yeah. Um, so back at your May meeting, uh, staff provided a brief update on several tasks that we have been working on um, regarding implementing the passenger rail service and or bus service we've been talking about uh, in the Crandic corridor. Uh, the task included several meetings that I'd had with city managers to discuss basically their desires and the conversations that you all might have had with them. Uh, I did contact the Surface Transportation Board to discuss mechanisms that we could use uh, to basically provide that passenger rail or bus service uh, within the Crandic Corridor. And then lastly, um, I did communicate with uh, Crandic and try and ascertain whether or not they would entertain bus rapid transit in the corridor because that's something that we just really hadn't talked about uh, previous to that. Uh, and we did receive a letter uh, to that effect that they would be fine with us um, essentially studying that if that's the, the desire of the board. Um, and, and none of this is new, I think, to, to, to this board. Um, at your last <coughs> meeting, staff also encourage you to speak with your um, peers as well as your administration uh, to have these discussions and see how we want to move forward. And what I was hoping to have tonight is just a quick conversation uh, with you all about any updates you might have for us. Uh, admittedly, I've been dragging my feet on this one a little bit because several of the city managers wanted some more time, uh, basically, I think, with the different strategic planning efforts that you were all undergoing, as well as budget time in the spring. So I think they wanted to push that off just a little bit. So, uh, But I think that time has come now. So my hope is to talk with city management uh, either at the end of this month or um, in early August. So with that, I was hoping to just have a quick conversation about any other questions you all might had or any conversations you've had with your administrators, uh, with your peers, and how you might want to move forward. Um, and, and regardless of the conversation tonight, that I'll end up reaching out to the city managers again, as I mentioned. Uh, Kent, this isn't really what you asked for, but uh, I don't know if anybody else saw there was an article in the register today about these um, electric assist vehicles that the Raccoon River uh, area in Boone is using on the you know, they've got the existing railroad tracks there where you can take the uh, um, recreational uh, train in Boone from point A to point B and it turns <coughs> around. Uh, well, they've now got some different vehicles that they're using on that. And uh, it's strictly recreational, but uh, it's just a different way, I think, of looking at how you might utilize that. 
I thought it was pretty interesting and would urge everybody to take a look at that article. It's today, today's register. One question I had, um, have we talked much about the any re potential redundancy with the 380 Express? Um, it, that's a good question. I don't think we have so much thus far because the idea with the passenger rail studies that have already been done is basically just from North Liberty to mm -hmm. essentially Burlington Street in Iowa City. So I don't think there'd be much redundancy yet. If we would get further north, I think, of North Liberty in the future, then I think clearly there would be some redundancy and I don't think, you know, I don't, one of those would not have to exist, I think, one of those systems. But as it stands now, I think with the infrequency that the 380 Express has um, and the fact that we just are really talking from North Liberty South, I don't think there would be much redundancy um, to be determined, but yeah. We actually had a, um, the MPO hosted with, along with East Central Iowa Council of Governments, sort of a lunch and learn uh, maybe a month or so ago about the 380 Express and what they, all they had to offer. The University of Iowa participated because of their van pool. So it was really just to kind of let people know of all the different options in the, in the, uh, the corridor, so to speak. So um, yeah, no, so we're very aware of what they're providing. And I think once we get a little bit further down the road on, on what we might be studying, I think certainly we would want to contact ECCOG. Um, since they operate the 380 Express. I, it was, I thought it was my understanding that the 380 Express was created essentially to last through all this construction that's, the, that's going on with the, with the I-80, 380 intersection to try and reduce traffic there somewhat, although obviously it could end up continuing into the future. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally correct. It's just I think whether or not, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some push to keep it, and, and rightfully so, I just don't know how those conversations go. But you're right, Janice, that was the sort of the, the nugget on how it started was to alleviate some of the pressure on 380 while the, the projects were undertaken. And I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but um, I recall that, that that same thing that was meant to be temporary, but even with the COVID halt, the ridership has really yeah. started to increase and tick back up. And so there were yep. conversations about continuing yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And um, in fact, I think they're pretty happy with what's happening right now. Of course, fuel prices aren't helping. Uh, they're helping the 3.8 Express. They're not helping anyone else, but uh, it's definitely got the numbers up some. All right, everyone, thank you for your comments. Uh, the next item would be the update from DOT District 6 staff on significant projects in the metro area. Hi, I'm Kathy Cutler. I'm the transportation planner for the DOT for District 6. Um, you've covered a few of the topics of 3D Express I was going to talk a little bit about, but we think it's a great project. We get lots of compliments, lots of thank yous for people that are going to medical appointments, um, people coming down to the hospital. So it's really proved to be a, a benefit to the area, so I really do hope we can continue it. Um, moving over to talk about some highway projects, um, the Herbert Hoover Highway Interchange with I-80. We are on the new roundabouts and the new bridge. So the work that remains is to tear down the old bridge and then do the eastbound on-ramp. And that will work, work will continue through uh, November 30th. So right now, both the eastbound exit and entrance ramps are closed and will be closed till about November 30th. 
the westbound ramps uh, are entrance and exit ramps are open this construction season. Um, continuing then to the east, we're widening I-80 um, from about a mile uh, east of Highway 1 to the West Branch Interchange. Traffic right now is head-to-head -head on current I-80 westbound. That allows us to construct the new I-80 eastbound. So the crews are starting to remove the pavement and continue grading operations for those eastbound lanes. Uh, the completion in the fall, traffic will be put back on the new eastbound lanes and the existing westbound configurations will be entered into for winter staging. As part of this, the Wapsi Avenue overpass has been closed and that bridge is expected to reopen next summer. Uh, Kip did a great job covering the I-80 First Avenue. Um, if there's any questions about that, I'd also be happy to answer those. Then moving to the big 8380, we've entered into our final construction staging. That takes us from this spring through August of 2024. Um, in the North Liberty area, the widening is, is continuing. Right now, we're driving on the northbound lanes both directions. We're doing various ramp bridges over I-80, and there's a couple deck pours for the bridges over Clear Creek. Over US-6, we are currently setting the beams for the new bridges. Northbound US-218 to westbound I-80, we're getting the decking put on and should be pouring concrete next month. I will say that's the movement, northbound 18, uh, 218 to westbound I-80, that I get the most questions about. When is that gonna reopen? It's one of the last movements to reopen, unfortunately. We're working on I-80 bridges over Clear Creek, east of I-380 and for a future ramp west of I-380. Working on new ramp tie-ins and ramp work at the west-facing ramps at Coral Ridge Avenue Interchange. In Tiffin, we'll be working on the new east-facing ramps for the Ireland Avenue Interchange. And still continuing construction of the new Jasper Avenue, used to be called Park Road Bridge over I-80. That is anticipated to be completed in 2024. So I'm happy to take any questions. So, sure. so we, we already covered the TIP amendment for the I-80 First Avenue interchange. Do you know when the actual start, the construction date is for, for, for what we'll see? I know there's utility work and things it, like that. But probably in the spring. Probably in the spring. Yeah, okay. they might get a little stuff done over the winter and depending on how mild it is, <coughs> but for the most part in the spring. Thanks. Next spring. So no impact on days. <laughs> well, that's always a big issue here, so we're, we're trying our best not to. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. Item number five is other business. Do we have any other business? I don't have anything to share. I did just want to thank everyone for coming. This is uh, breakneck speed for us, but the TIP is due Friday. Uh, so the timeline is such that we just, we, we have to hold a board meeting in early July to get that done. So I know it's a short meeting and it wasn't the most interesting agenda, but I do appreciate everybody coming. It's, uh, it's necessary for us. All right, I, the next item is adjournment. Do I have a motion to adjourn? Second. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? Thank you so much, everyone. Aye. Appreciate it. <laughs>